1: From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: Valentine's Day is almost here, and you know what that means. It's time to. Make her blush with fresh blooms and gifts from ProFlowers. This year, go to ProFlowers.com to use code CRUSH15 to get 15% off through February 14th on all the best blooms and gifts. See website for details. Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon.
4: The wild cards are the books. The super wild cards in the books. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. We look ahead to the four divisional playoff games. Doubleheader on Saturday. Doubleheader on Sunday. But Mike, before we get to all that, we have to address the news that... Came out of Philadelphia on Monday. There is going to be a change as the FD head coach position as Doug Peterson is out, making now seven vacancies in the National Football League at the time of this recording. The Doug Peterson, I don't want to say it came out of left field because it didn't, because there had been talks over the last, or some rumblings over the last month or so that maybe Doug Peterson could be in trouble. But once Jalen Hurts kind of took over the starting job, you thought, all right, Doug Peterson's going to be able to stick around and last till next season. The vision uh, was not shared of of Jeff. The vision that Jeffrey Lurie had was not shared by Doug Peterson. So Lurie ends up making a change. Doug Peterson out after five seasons.
5: Yeah, the curiosity, right? Talking about it after the loss to Washington, we we talked about it last week. All the different uh, conspiracy theories of what it all meant and and how it all went down and. You know, there, there's still a lot that I'd love to see sorted out. And these discussions with Jeffrey Lurie, uh, certainly, uh, there. there's so many permutations. He says emphatically, well, it's not about Wentz. Okay. There's reports that Peterson didn't like being told what to do. Okay. <laughs> Theories about the locker room being lost after that mm-hmm. week 17 and the benching of Hurts. And then you take what you will from Jason Kelsey's response, right? He's one of the team leaders, obviously disappointed, but said he had talked to Doug during the, as as he called it. I don't call him Doug. I don't know Doug Peterson, uh, but he, you know, said, "All right, is he going in?" And they, and then he talked up Nate Sudfeld. So it was more about Sudfeld, but kind of understanding, all right, he'd worked hard, give him the the evaluation period, as it were, but everybody else was going to play. So, you know, did he really lose the locker room? Was this a thing with Lurie? Even Lurie's statement made no sense, Dan. Does he deserve to be fired? No. And then he continues on and said, but now we've got to separate. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing they're, here? They're,
4: there there seems to be to be a lot there and I know like there are Eagles fans that point to the Jalen Rager draft pick last year that they weren't necessarily uh, thrilled with. I mean, listen, he was also hurt. He got hurt so, all year. You know, yeah, you can't you can't completely hold that against him. But the long term versus the short term, there's the Carson Wentz uh, sort of deal. I do think that Doug Peterson doesn't like being told what to do. I thought maybe he would attach his wagon to Jalen Hurts Mm -hmm. and ride that into next season, and that didn't happen. Now the question becomes, as you look at the Eagles, and listen – there aren't many fantasy uh, options out there. There are there's Miles Sanders, maybe people have him in as a holdover league, but other than that, there's really not any value in Philadelphia that that you would hold. So, we can hold our judgment to how that's going to affect the Eagles when it comes to fantasy in 2021. But what you are looking for a head coach, the question now is Do you go for the head coach for your organization? Do you go for a head coach that shares the same vision that Jeffrey Lurie has, that Howie Roseman has? Or do you find a head coach that is going to try to make Jalen Hurts your franchise quarterback? And I think that all of those are legitimate questions, and the last one that I ask, I think is actually the biggest one of all, is what do you do with Jalen Hurts and that quarterback position? Do you bring in a, a head coach that's going to cater uh, to what Jalen Hurts does? Are they going to want to bring in their own stuff and and, and blend with Jalen Hurts' game? But that is the a unique, unique situation in Philadelphia that I don't think you even and get in the in the other six openings. I mean Houston, who knows what's going to happen, but we just aren't sold on Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback um for a franchise for the next ten years. So now you kind of got to make a decision in Philadelphia on how you're going to develop that relationship because I don't know which way you go with Jalen Hurts. looks great in his little opportunities that he had. Sure. But is it enough to cash in to bring in a head coach that you want to put all of your eggs in that basket? I wish I had the answer, and maybe because I don't have the answer, maybe I know the answer. Well, you know I, I, mean?
5: I roll it up to this, Dan. Is it's how many people were looking to kick two a tongue of Iloa to the curb because sure. of what happened and how Flores managed things down the stretch? No regular offseason, no offseason workouts, no preseason games. Yeah. What were you expecting, right? Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow like Joe Burrow when he was still being able to be upright before he took the 900th hit in that half a season that he played i mean those guys those guys were freaks in terms of how this is supposed to go becoming a quarterback in the national football league it's not supposed to be that seamless that no. you look like you you belong and so for Tua and and for Jalen Hurts the answer is i i don't know you know, I, I joked last week on the podcast Miami should do the reverse draft day move. And all of a sudden, it's like I spoke that into existence. Because all of a sudden, <laughs> that started. be like, yeah, just send him there and get all the picks back. I'm like, whoa, I have magnificent powers that I've never thought. I, I've been watching way too much Harry Potter, and now I have some of that stuff kind of soaking into me or the Marvel Universe pick your, you know, other world of choice. But the, the answer is for those two guys, I don't, I don't know what they are at this point. You're right. It's a little bit of wishing and hoping. And for Jeffrey Lurie, you know, he's got a lot of other problems. You, you talk about building a roster. Is Rieger, Rager going to be the guy? Right? Yeah. Can he stay healthy? You brought back Deshaun Jackson for crying out loud, thinking he was going to be a high-impact player.
4: Sure. You brought back Jason Peters to end up being your right. tackle, then guard, then tackle again. Right, and, but
5: you uh, duct tape and bandaged yeah. him as much as you could until he couldn't take anymore. Like, yeah. Th- look at Rosemid. Like That's the guy you should be looking at. It's like In terms of building a roster, they had a, look, they had a b- lot of bad breaks. A lot of guys got hurt. But the reality is you came in. With a lot of questions outside of Miles Sanders and your tight ends, if they could stay healthy, as to who was actually going to be a playmaker for Carson Wentz.
4: Yeah, I think it's a tricky situation right now. I mean, in, in one of the, I'll, I'll, we'll leave it with this: as as I, you're trying to determine, is Jalen Hurts the answer for the future? I would say that that, if I had to give an answer right now, no, that would that would be mm-hmm. the answer. I liked what I saw in spots, but then you also saw what he did in Week 17 and. And to the point of when Sudfeld came in, was it really that much of a downgrade from from what Hertz was playing in that game? It's just a one-off sort of deal. There's just going to be a lot of questions to be answered in Philadelphia.
5: Things, uh, people seem to forget that he completed only a third of his passes. Sure. The fact that he ran two touchdowns in is fine. You're not paying him. like Look, that's got to be part of the game. And I make this argument with Lamar Jackson. We made it for years with Cam Newton. That's going to be part of the game there's you got to see more consistency in the other part and part of it is did you have the proper weapons to really attack a pretty good washington d no but there were times that he came up smallish. So for me, it's a, all right, I'd love to see it take you take a shot with whomever this next coach is. I also want to know how Roseman gets to hire his fourth coach.
0: Riddle me that, Batman.
5: <laughs>
4: sure. Well, you know, and the Eagles aren't in a situation where they have the talent level of of Baltimore.
0: No. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming!
6: Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. And I
4: don't know how much I want my quarterback running around getting murdered by defenses when you're only winning, you know, four games a year. It's another question Philadelphia's going to have to answer. Well, that's the other part, Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll leave Philadelphia for another day, or at least uh, more on the conversation.
3: Look, Valentine's Day is almost here, and you know what that means. It's time to— Luckily, you know what makes her blush. Fresh blooms and gifts from Pro Flowers. Head over to ProFlowers.com and use code CRUSH15 through February 14th and get 15% off all the best blooms and gifts that will really make your special someone on Valentine's Day. Get fresh this Valentine's Day with Pro Flowers. See website for details.
4: Let's look ahead to the divisional playoffs that come up. Game number one the Rams, fresh off their win in Seattle, where they stymied the Seahawks and. I listen. I, I I thought we were gonna. I, I thought maybe we should look back at Wildcard Week, and I said, "No, let's look ahead. Let's look ahead to what we have." If you want <laughs> to hear the my good thoughts avoidance
5: on this, of the Seattle Seahawks, <laughs>
4: yeah. If you want to hear my thoughts on the Seahawks, uh, just go to foxsportsradio.com or check out my Twitter handle at Dan Buyer on Fox. That's where you can find me. Um, and uh, I did a little bit on, on the Sunday show with George Reister, so you can get my thoughts on that. But we have to focus on the Rams because the Rams did run the football with a healthy Cam Akers, Mm -hmm. maybe not 100% healthy Cam Akers, but he was able to do damage against a Seahawks defense. So the Seahawks are going home, and the Rams now with a banged-up Jared Goff as their starting quarterback, a banged-up Aaron Donald on the defensive line. You now got to go to Green Bay and take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in what should be a chilly afternoon in Green Bay, as it always is, mid-January I think it's a really really tough spot for the Rams I think that it's a really really tough spot for everybody on that side fantasy wise I like Green Bay and I like Green Bay big in this in in this scenario I think that the Rams maxed out of their playoff push with what they did in Seattle and I just don't see it traveling to Green Bay
5: familiarity we talked about it last week Dan leading up to the The game between the Rams and Seahawks. Familiarity, the fact that McVeigh has has done very well in his career against Pete Carroll. If we were to do another coaching jag, I'd be asking you about changes needed, if any, in uh, Seattle with regard to philosophy and others. Uh, They said they're going to run the ball. Hey, listen
4: to my rant. It's four minutes. That's what it's all about. It's the whole thing.
5: Let Russ cook anymore. Uh, Anyway. uh, Well, they got here.
4: If (laughs) if you want to let Russ cook, give him the frick. I almost swore. I almost swore. I almost swore. If you're going to let Russ cook. Give them an offensive line that blocks for them. And don't just give them, you know, DK Metcalf running down the field hoping that you know, take the lid off. And, you know, you, you got you got to make up your mind one way or the other. Absolutely.
5: But, Absolutely. But I'm but sorry, we, I digress. No, that, no, no, that was good. That was good. I, I, I knew there was – we. you got to let it out. I mean, you got to let it out, Dan. And if not, uh, to me – I mean, I'm hateable all over the place. That if you can't yell at me, I mean, it's it's just bottles up and it eats you up inside. I mean, have you not listened to Don Henley? That was all he ever sang about. Uh, yeah, the the Rams, I, I think, have maxed. I mean, that that was their their win. I mean, you talk about Aaron Donald being banged up, rib cartilage. Uh, Cooper Cup is banged up. Jared Goff. It's a small sample size, but he's been absolutely awful. Whenever the it's not a Southern California kind of weather situation. Yeah. And you talk about going in and Green Bay, while they're not a a team that had dominated in terms of a sack total, you'll be able to get out. I want to give, you know, Andrew Whitworth all the credit in the world for getting back out there. Big, big theme across wildcard weekend was guys either coming back or being inserted in random spots and dominating and holding up on the offensive line. And they did a great job. But with Jared, I don't trust Jared Goff. Like, that, that's what it comes down to. When it's all said and done in this big spinning wheel, we talked a lot about Philadelphia. Jared Goff's another guy. Got a huge check, Begrudge no man his money. But I don't think he's a guy that's going to make a play. And he was serviceable against Seattle. It was all the Cam Akers show and that defense that made it hum. You know, that's the only hope they have is if somehow you can get a little bit of the run game and don't get behind. You get behind early, you're screwed. Right, mm-hmm. you're not coming back. If Aaron Rodgers has any success early, and people always ah, oh, you can run on the Packers. Packers were still tied for thirteenth and run defense. Right? Why? Because yeah. they're going to outscore you, and you're going to have to abandon it.
4: And 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 listen, the the Rams. I I think the Devontae Adams Jalen Ramsey matchup is obviously going to be. Amazing. Sure, absolutely. But what it also tells me, and it's not that the Rams, because the Rams are, are really good all around on defense, whether it's getting after the quarterback, whether it's the other pieces in their secondary, as, as we saw them wreak havoc on Seattle, just tells me that Aaron Rodgers is going to need to uh, rely a little bit more on Aaron Jones, but also you're going to see. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, you're going to see uh, some Tunyon. You're going to see all of that in the mix, I think, on Saturday. And I, I and so, you know, if you're playing Daily Fantasy where Devontae Adams is probably your highest-priced wide receiver, that may not be the smartest of plays considering what they're going up against. But... On the flip side of that coin, Mike, is you can get a lot of value with the other guys that may put up comparable numbers if you wanted to go to a Green Bay pass uh, catcher.
5: Yeah, I I think that's exactly I think MVS is the guy I'd be looking for, right? I mean, safety shading towards wherever Devontae Mm -hmm. Adams is running. Devontae remember to spell his name right or spell it like Devontae Smith he said uh, <laughs> after the national title game but that I mean that's where you break it down and, and obviously Jalen Ramsey most times can handle guys one-on-one which is a great advantage to have just a, a question here when you've got a quarterback that they can deliver like Rodgers and I'm not doing this to kiss up to lead to lap and Normally, I'm not too effusive with the praise of Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because everybody else lines up at the altar to do it. So I, I usually just, eh, he's great. I'm tired of looking at him and <laughs> Brett Favre in my division for all these years as a Chicago boy. But, yeah, the secondary receivers, Tunyon for tight ends is always always a play. You're going to have red zone opportunities. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, get the little pop-out and pop-over kind of – uh Quick little uh, three yard touchdowns. Uh, you you might be looking at the you know the rest of the band of Merriman for twelve hundred bucks or whatever as well, and roll the dice you know in one of those one dollar kind yeah. of take all kind of scenarios because I think everybody's going to get fed.
4: Yeah, I, I think when you look at the other guys outside of Adams in this game, if you and even on the Rams side of things, if you looked at Robert Woods, if you looked at Cooper Cup, it's just the value of like. W- w- the value of Robert Woods with the health of Jared Goff to me just isn't – it. they don't balance out. It's not worth playing Robert Woods for how much you would probably have to pay for him mm-hmm. considering that you have Jared Goff at quarterback. Maybe you can get Cooper Cup a little bit cheaper, but I would rather take my chances on MVS catching a 60-yard touchdown pass than take my chances on Jared Goff dealing with a thumb injury, dealing with a cold, um dealing with their situation. So I just yeah, I I th- there's just not much with the Rams that I'm a big fan of when it comes to on on Saturday in fantasy yeah. and in just the the regular game. Yeah,
5: I mean based on the algorithms, maybe Cam Akers is cheap enough at the running yeah. back position, right? And when you look at the receivers, like for Robert Woods, are you going to bank that he scores on an end around? Or that he throws a touchdown pass? No, you're not. And the gadgetry will be on display in this one. There's yeah. no question. Because they're going to need to find find points and find plays. Because Jared Goff didn't look comfortable. The ball never has been pretty. And it sure as hell isn't pretty when he's running around with a cast on.
4: That That is game one on Saturday. Game two ends up being the Ravens at Buffalo. After the Ravens won in Tennessee and the Bills held off the Colts in uh, Buffalo in their wild card game. I want to start on the Ravens side of things because just Lamar Jackson was one of the one of the big stories coming out. But 136 yards, the big touchdown run. Threw for 179 of those with all but 70 of those going to Marquise Brown. I like uh, Marquise Brown again. I actually like Lamar Jackson again. I'll tell you who else I, I like, even though um, he did get in the end zone on Sunday but was not – um, a huge, huge factor, J.K. Dobbins. Um, I, I, I think that I think that the this Ravens Bills game is going to be a great game. I don't think it's going to play out. I don't think Buffalo is going to do what Tennessee did and just try to shut everything down with all of all of. Um, with guys in the box. So I think that J.K. Dobbins can end up maybe getting a little bit better game. But I like Marquise Brown again. I like some of the targets that that Baltimore has.
5: Yeah, I think when you look at this one, I mean, Buffalo's D can be had, right? That's the one thing. And we thought Tennessee's could coming into to that one. It didn't play out as a monster, monster game. I know Vrabel was complaining about calls. Like, never mind that his guy got away with a massive push-off. To be, uh, the touchdown early. I thought the
4: worst <laughs> two calls went against Baltimore. Right. You know, like, right?
5: <laughs> but the pick yeah, play. It, yeah. It's, it's all about beauty is in the eye of the beholder, uh, as they say. But it, it's one of those games that I, I, I think we're going to see some points. I, I think, you know, we know with Lamar Jackson, and I, I got criticized a lot for it when Coach Harbaugh had said it, yeah, he's going to keep running a lot. And that was a year ago right before last season started and everybody was up in arms saying, you're going to shorten his career. What are you doing? Like if you get 10 good years of the guy instead of 12 and it makes him the most effective player he can be, what are you losing? So if he can carry the ball and that adds another element and you saw that 48 yard touchdown run, I mean, he just went into another gear. There was no catching him. So he, he's just fun to watch. I, I equated him to Cam, on on the show with jason smith of the same criticism it's like it's it may not be what you like aesthetically but it works right because cam carried the ball a hundred times a year and everybody hated it and it's like if it wins yes his body will probably break down a little bit earlier
4: if we've been doing too many shows together, because I thought I had the cam one, yeah, but maybe I, we all have the cam one, because I think one, not, I I, the I same think, thing. I think, I think it's you yeah. and
5: I together is really what it's, it comes down it, to. Eight, I, I don't
4: need 16 years. Uh, give me eight good ones. Right. You
5: know? No, if if that's going to shorten his career, like he knows what he buys in for. He knows what his strengths are. And if it's going to help us win games now and win MVPs, so be it. Uh, and so against Buffalo, the over-under in this game sitting at 50. Uh, you'll have a little bit of Bill's Mafia up in there, right? But when it when it, when it comes down to it, uh, this, this is one I think can open up. You know I love J.K. Dobbins and have all your Gus Edwards will get his requisite 8 to 10 touches, I think, in this one. Because they want to keep Josh Allen and company off the field if they can. right? Yeah, they keep have, that defense fresh.
4: They have the ball for 33-plus against Tennessee. So, They kept the Titans off the field. Derrick Henry Henry was shut down. Now, the running game in Buffalo obviously isn't the running game in Tennessee, and now the running game in Buffalo is even less than it was a week ago because Zach Moss is going to be out of this game and going to be out of the playoffs because of the ankle injury he suffered. And so what that tells me, and I think that tells most people, it's not that Baltimore is going to completely shut down the Buffalo run. It's just that now you have more to focus on trying to slow down Josh Allen. And that's where your focus ends up being. I don't think you're going to see the rushing numbers that you uh normally see from Josh Allen in this game against Baltimore. I think that he is their he is their sole key, uh being of the Ravens defense is Josh Allen. Josh Allen may end up leading the Bills in rushing. Uh, in this contest but it's not going to be for the 50 to 60 yards that he had against the colts i think that baltimore zeroes in on josh allen and says all right if you're going to beat us you know beat us with your arm because i just don't think it's going to be with his legs
5: yeah this is one uh i think the the road ends here as much as i loved him for the mvp and been banging the drum i also picked baltimore to get to the super bowl so uh before the season and uh, you can't change your picks if your teams are still alive. So, uh, looking at the, I did, but wow. okay. that's all right. Yeah, I, I just felt it. <laughs> I had to stick with what it what it was, especially since they're also surging. So there was no reason to jump off the wagon necessarily. Uh, for the Bills, Stephon Diggs we'll we'll get his numbers no question colby easily scrape it across i don't i don't think they shut that the ravens can shut them down altogether but to your point if Allen's not making big plays with his legs i'm curious to see you know if you get a little bit of a, a grind down like you did during the one stretch of the season where things turned away right because devin singletary is a good receiver in between the tackles that generally fails
4: Well, I go, you know, I just go back to the Browns game that the Ravens won in that shootout that I I don't know if it, if it sparked their season, I don't know what it necessarily was, but it was a great win for them to go into Cleveland to win 47 to 42. And you say, well, that's a Ravens defense that gave up 42 points. And we had been hearing some bad stuff about the Ravens defense and over the last few weeks or so, but we saw what it can do in Tennessee and the other thing about the game against Cleveland is at least Cleveland had the threat of the run. Like you want to stop Nick Chubb, you want to stop Kareem Hunt. That's what mm-hmm. you want to do and they kind of got caught up in a game where nobody was stopping anybody. And you're not going to get that with Buffalo with their running game. You don't have to worry about Devin Singletary going off for a buck 20. You know, I just I, I the the bills being one-dimensional worries me if you know i i think stefan diggs could still get his i think cole beasley's a good daily fantasy play and you know especially for the for the amount um that you could get him for and if josh allen's being pressured then you can maybe look for cole beasley to be there but yeah i just i i do find it it's going to be you know it'll be tough sledding for the buffalo bills on uh no, no pun intended um, <laughs> if there's going to be weather in Buffalo on Saturday. But, yeah, I just think the, their one-dimensional nature makes them a little bit more difficult. I would tend to actually want to play more Ravens in this game than I would to want to play more Bills in this
5: game. Yeah, Dobbins and Andrews, uh, low-cost Gus Edwards hoping for a goal line look. Lamar Jackson, because you know he'll make plays with his legs. I mean, Gabriel Davis is interesting just as a – he'll have man coverage – Right as he always mm-hmm. does, can he make a play? But T.J. Yeldon and Taiwan Jones aren't making me fearful of that running attack as they no. step up with Zach Moss. Uh, it's it's too bad because I, I like the way that backfield had come into play. Uh, the last couple weeks, you saw more assertiveness from Zach Moss and uh, becoming a, a bigger part of the offense, trying to get some balance and set up some play action. So uh, with that lost uh, a little reticent to get uh, too far behind Buffalo here.
4: Browns-Chiefs will be game one on Sunday. Cleveland coming off their big win against Pittsburgh. Chiefs, obviously, with that first-round bye with the first overall seed. Uh, I, I like a lot of what you could play in Kansas City, even though we think that the Browns should be back to, to full strength with any COVID situations. Um, Patrick Mahomes obviously a play Tyree kill Travis, Kelsey, all going to be guys. But if you're going to spend money, those would be the guys in my mind, Mike, that I would be, would be looking at. I think the Browns won their Super Bowl on Sunday night. I I think that it's difficult to carry over. They do get a full week, but you're on the road again. Um, yeah, I just think, I think it's going to be difficult for Cleveland. I think I, Andy Reed off a bye, throw that into there. Sure. There, the uh, the ability for Cleveland to win the game, let alone just going up against the Kansas City Chiefs at any time, uh, I think it's going to be very difficult for Cleveland. So I like a lot of Chiefs as your plays coming up on Sunday.
5: Yeah, as as we talk about familiarity going back to, you know, what the Rams were able to accomplish wild card week. Same thing, you know, the Browns having just played the Steelers – the fact that they didn't practice, that they didn't have Stefanski on the silo, it didn't matter, right? I mean, they, they knew and they came out like a house mm-hmm. of fire. Now it helped that Pouncy couldn't get a, a snap down in in the open of that game. But to your point, I, I don't know how you match the intensity, right? How many go- times in a big event in your life do you say, well, I accomplished it? It's like, no, you still have work to do. Like, just because you finished that project, that next one has been sitting in the inbox waiting to go, and and this is it. Uh, You mentioned guys getting healthy. Still won't have Olivier Vernon, unfortunately, so you don't get that pass rusher back. Uh, Very An admirable job by the Cleveland offensive line against Pittsburgh. Uh, Blake Hance from Northwestern that had to, you know, met... Baker Mayfield right before the game ends up going in and helping to keep a clean pocket. So you know I I, I had to get the Northwestern guy in, uh, but just showing what it is. So Batonio be back should should help KC's a top ten D though. Can you can you slow them down right for for Cleveland the the run game? You're gonna have to pay too much money no matter what the algorithm is tweaked to be. I think for the output of Chubb uh kareem hunts a play i think because he's more in the passing game and certainly jarvis landry because he finds space and he'll probably throw a couple times you want to talk about gadgetry cleveland's gonna have to pull out all the stops for this one
4: yeah and 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 uh, another name and we've mentioned him a few times on the podcast i think rashard higgins Mm -hmm. could give you value maybe even in garbage time for cleveland Uh, Only had two catches. Did have seven targets in the game against Pittsburgh. So the opportunities were there. It's just the output was not there. And I think that that could improve. But I think if it does improve, it's going to be in a losing effort.
5: Yeah, since I didn't get to yell about it on Monday night because we had the national title game going on while I was talking with Smith, um, why the hell did Pittsburgh punt when they were getting back into the game on uh, fourth and one? Like – Mike Tomlin can explain away a lot of things to me, and I'm going to say, all right, you've been successful a long time, coach. I'm there. But that punt, maybe not as bad as Mike Vrabel's, but damn close.
4: Yeah, yeah. The the Vrabel one with your defense, where you were on the field, uh, you know, 10 minutes left in the game, I think that that, that one was worse to me, um, especially with, with, you know – who you have in the backfield as well. I mean, you barely Derek fell Henry.
5: forward on, uh, on the yeah. weekend. Here, yeah. Dan. how about that? You know? Yeah.
4: Yeah. No, it was, but still like in that situation, you're saying to yourself, okay, you know, we can get this. Got to uh,
5: dance with who brung you, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's worth even anything. Mo- he fights his way for a first down.
4: Sure. And, and, and even if if Tannehill wants to keep it, we've seen his mobility, mm-hmm. so you can you can use that. I think that was that was worse than than what Tomlin did, but
5: but for a half, you know what, Dan? I was thinking my beloved Chicago Bears were not the worst story of Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> now, obviously, there's a lot that falls out in Pittsburgh, and we'll see what happens with their decisions for 2021. But the fact that they showed any fight at all kind of screwed me over.
4: Well, I was going to say that the Seahawks uh, playing on Saturday actually covered up uh, a lot of their wounds. So that was good to not have to deal with uh, as much on a Monday, but there was, there was plenty there as well. The, uh, the, the game on Saturday that probably got the most hype was the Washington Tampa game, just because of Taylor Heineke and and his play for Washington. But the Washington football team is home for the rest of the season after being eliminated by the Buccaneers and what, I yeah I think Ravens Bills is going to be a good one but I think Bucks Saints has the opportunity to be the game of the day not only with the headlining of the quarterbacks but what I just it's so difficult for me to see Tom Brady to be beaten 3 times by mm-hmm. the same team and the New Orleans Saints have an opportunity opportunity to do it Mike and not only could they do it on Sunday It would be on the biggest TV windows because it was in week one, remember, in New Orleans when the season started. It was the the National Fox game. Then the return affair where the Saints just annihilated Tampa was on Sunday Night Football. Now you put them in the last uh, window of the divisional playoffs man it's it's really tough for me and i you talked about keeping your picks and sticking with your picks. I had Tampa and uh the Steelers in my preseason picks. Mm-hmm. I moved off of that went Bill's Saints but I really think that Tampa has a chance and i i don't I don't know how they're gonna do it i i I have an idea i think i I see a path for them. But I think just more of anything, I just don't see Tom Brady being beaten three times by the same team.
5: Well, a couple of things, you know, as we've talked on the podcast all year long, talking about from the fantasy side of things, they didn't play as a full unit. You know, everybody talks about the Saints, right? That's the hot topic for this week. Look, they finally got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara back. Look, Michael Thomas got slimed early in the game. All of those things. I just wanted to see the reaction about Slime. Uh, the <laughs> All of those things came together. The Buccaneers were the same thing, right? Evans was out of the lineup. Godwin was out of the lineup. Rob Gronkowski was still in Cabo shape. Yeah. Antonio Brown didn't join the team until midseason, right? So, like, they're finally just rounding into form. Now they lose Alex Kappa, the right guard, has a fractured ankle. Right, right when the offensive line seemed to have gelled as well. it seemed, To me, on some level, Dan, it, it reminded me of how Seattle's offensive line worked for a number of years. Where it seemed like for the first half it was, all right, what's our five going to end up? How are we doing Step- this? And then they'd start rolling towards the end of the year. That's kind of what I thought watching Tampa. And obviously they missed Ronald Jones this past week, but Leonard Fournette stepped in. I picked Tampa before the season. I got no reason to dive off him now and certainly not in the third times the charm game with all the money on the line.
4: Well, we know it's going to be difficult for the Saints to run on, uh, on Tampa. We, we we assume because the first meeting or the, excuse me, the second meeting, there were just four run attempts. So I think that changes. And even though Ronald Jones, status is, is up in the air, according to Bruce Arians, uh, they're going to still run the ball, and it would be uh, Keyshawn Vaughn or, as you mentioned, Leonard Fournette doing that. So Tampa is is going to do that. I just think that the Saints could have some difficulty just because of, you know, just how good the Bucks are in stopping the run. And so you're going to maybe have to see a true Brady versus Breeze showdown through the air. And I actually think and Brady has the advantage. I thought Brady looked really good. His numbers wouldn't necessarily reflect it. Chris Godwin didn't help him a lot on Saturday. No,
5: he did not. He would have been over 500 yards if that guy got yeah. the
4: ball. <laughs> he had four drops in that game. Yeah. So when you take that into account, yeah, just – you know, I picked the Saints, as I said, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I picked them to win in the Super Bowl at the start of start of the playoffs. But now with this matchup here of just sitting there looking at it, I don't know, there's just something telling me about Tampa in this scenario. And uh, so, so, I, so with saying all of this stuff as we're talking about it, I, I like the plays of, of the Tampa receivers. Cameron Brait was probably the second best Buccaneer yeah, on was. Saturday, mm-hmm. to be honest. So you could get him cheap if you wanted on a daily situation. If you're going with the Saints, go with the pass catchers because you're probably not going to get the value you want with with Camara. Latavius Murray uh, dinged up. So that that's where I find value in this game if you're playing Daily Fantasy for, for our final playoff game of divisional uh, playoff weekend.
5: Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I, I think maybe a little Jared Cook – Activity as sure. well. Red zone target. You know, we got some injury notes that will follow over the course of the week. You know, for Tampa, they should get Shaq Barrett and Devin White back. Right? When folks were commenting on the defense against Taylor Heineke. It's like two of their best players aren't there. <laughs> Just yeah. let me wave my hand and remind you of that. Uh so they'll be back. And you talk about the run. Uh Trey Hendrickson didn't play against the Bears. He's got a neck injury. He may not be back for this one so you, you've still got some some swirling around emmanuel sanders is the guy I keep looking looking at he wasn't as big a factor in the the game against chicago as i would have anticipated uh but you saw drew Brees going to work as he always does you know because that that's the other part of this the bears even without roquan smith and and it's not excuse making they gave up 21 points Yeah, without one of your best defensive playmakers, overall, you know, bend don't break kind of situation. Yes, you still lose twenty-one to nine, but you didn't get dom like you get dominated in a lot of the box score stuff. But the score at the end, yes, I know the the final touchdown doesn't much matter, but the fact that you only gave up twenty-one points is still something to hang a star on, I think, a little bit. Uh, The curiosity for me, though, is Deontay Harris, right? Seven catches, seven targets, 83 yards. Whether that's an outlier or whether that's a guy that we can get at a bargain basement if this thing should open up, Dan.
4: I completely whiffed on Emmanuel Sanders. I actually thought he was going to have a day, and he did not. Even if he had a chance of leaving the end zone at one point, Mm -hmm. and that really wouldn't even have saved the day for – two catches for 3 yards. That was But if you gotten one, in,
5: look, that that's a saver, right? It gets you to 10 points and you can say all right. Not a, not a home run, but no. you at least hit a double. Uh yeah. they've got a 52 over under on this one.
4: Uh yeah, I I think uh I I I agree with the bounce back of Emmanuel Sanders. I'm going to I'm going to still ride with it after how bad it was last week, but that's going to be out of the four Ravens, Bills, I would put second. I'm interested in Browns, Chiefs, third. Rams, Packers, probably the least uh, game that I am interested in this week. Um, That will probably be end up being the best game, just like we thought. Bucks, Washington was going to be a who cares, and uh, it was. Do you think that
5: last touchdown for Washington should have counted? I thought it came off his hands, back of the end zone. (laughs) Spirit versus letter of the law. I I had several tweets telling me I was what was wrong with America. I was like, no, you're a jerk. You're the worst. I'm like, wow. And then, well, did some he, had some political commentary to throw in that I left out.
4: Did it separate the bo- You know, from the body? That was the right. whole.
5: Did his hands come off the ball? Did you have the <laughs> conclusive angle? Either way, hell of an effort by, by Taylor Heineke. But to your point, yeah, I, I think I would rank him that way. And it's, you know, it's the playoffs. This is where heroes – and legends are made, and anybody that wanted to spit on the, you know, would-be grave sites of Tom Brady or Drew Brees, they've already written their 2,000 words. They just need to add the stats
3: your valentine's day shouldn't start with a hail mary we've got you covered on the big day when you order flowers and gifts from pro flowers early this year head on over to proflowers.com to get 15 percent off our entire collection of blooms gifts and more for your cutie with promo code crush 15 until february fourteenth. the clock is running out so don't wait until everyone's rushing the field for those last minute gifts on february 14th be the mvp this valentine's day and go to proflowers.com to save 15 percent with code crush 15 at checkout see website for more details
4: Speaking of rankings, we've been wrapping up these playoff editions of I Want Your Flex, counting down our favorite stat lines of this season. We gave you the Darren Waller 200-yard game and the Stephen Koskowski four-kick, yeah. four-miss-kick game that still included a game w- winner. Uh, Mike, you got eight and seven this week. What do you got for our favorite stat lines of the 2020 NFL fantasy season?
5: Well, it's two guys that you'd, you'd- – drafted pretty early one is a guy that you just want to give a hug because you never really got to see it again uh and i'm gonna look in cincinnati no it's not joe burrow it is joe mixon uh 25 carries 151 yards two touchdowns and then six catches 30 yards and a score Uh, week four against jacksonville a 33 25 thriller he played only two more games before being lost for the year
4: i was so high on joe mixon coming into 2020 the I think I ranked
5: fifth in the running backs.
4: Yeah, I was so high on him and Kenyon Drake. Yeah. I was so high on those two guys, and Mixon had a worse year than Drake did. Drake, you know, I, mean, I consider Drake a fantasy disappointment, but oh, what could have been. I wonder if Joe Mixon will, will will be the guy who people feel snake bitten by, or if he will be the under the radar guy in twenty twenty one.
5: If Joe Burrow is healthy. He'll be the under the radar guy. I think folks will come back for another mm-hmm. bite of the apple if Burrow is cleared for Week One, because you saw what T. Higgins could be. Yeah. With he and Tyler Boyd, you got a nice, nice base. So I think Joe Mixon becomes a guy that becomes the the underrated, but people uh, will try to get him at a bargain. But given the dual abilities, the number of targets right two of his last three games six and eight targets you circle that and say all right there's value here so he won't he won't drift too far
4: Or what was the other fantasy ranking coming in at number seven for our favorite stat lines of 2020?
5: Well, because I want to tell people how much I loved uh, Josh Allen again for the regular season. It's nothing personal in the playoffs. I just have to stick (laughs) with the pick that I made. Uh, But in week 16 against New England, and whenever you go against New England, it's the ringing of the hands of they can take away your best player. Not this year. Nine catches, 145 yards, three scores in championship week to seal the deal for a lot of folks so uh we'll we'll celebrate Stefan Diggs because you know you have all the arguments of can a receiver help make a team sure look what Josh Allen even all the offseason work and everything else yes he improved but having a number one that can go get it even if you put a box and one on him college basketball style that helps a lot of ills
4: there it is. So you've got eight and seven for our fantasy uh, stat line countdown for the 2020 season. Six and five will be brought to you at the next podcast, will which will drop uh, in a week. So we'll only do the one podcast this week, but we'll have the recap of the divisional playoffs and then look ahead to championship weekend. Should be fun, Mike. Only seven more football games to go in the NFL season. And heck, just uh, for our 2020-21 football season now that college football is done with uh we've got seven more in the nfl to go so we need to enjoy each and every one of
5: them. would you like to give 30 seconds on the championship game
4: um, I can give you two words on the championship game, but I just don't want to, you know, I, I want to keep it clean. I okay, wanna uh, it...
5: you want to keep from getting the explicit I'll... tag. Congratula- I get that.
4: Congratulations to Alabama, who I think showed they were the best team in college football. Yeah, it's
5: very that? magnanimous and, uh, <laughs> and, and loving of you there, uh, Dan. No, I, the, first time... I, the fact that we only have seven left. Look, there's two things to, to say about it, right? I'm sad because it means there's, Just a couple of weeks, and then pitchers and catchers will report. We'll get deeper into the throes of the NBA and NHL come back, and that's all fine. Um, But it's also a recognition of even though this road was not straight (laughs) by any way, shape, or form, the fact that we're this close to celebrating a Super Bowl week in Tampa and a huge game Mm and look at the the cast of characters. You either have youth being served – with all the young guys that are part of this or a couple of the veterans whether it's Rodgers, Breeze or Brady. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible uh finale and the fact that we've gotten through there with some hiccups but to make it through the season still pretty impressive.
4: I'm I'm counting it down like the last days of summer for a kid in school because I do not want to go back to covid life without football no, football was a savior over the last 4 months to bring anything of normality into our lives sundays were the only normal thing that i think that we've had since march it's the, o- the yeah. only thing that i've felt like normal again and once that goes away i'm like okay back you know, back here again.
5: So. Thursday, Sunday, Mondays, right? Yeah. College football, whatever it became, you still had a college football Saturday. Now it's... Uh,
4: Even that was weird, though. Like, no, I know, NFL, I know. Yeah, it was, you know, we didn't start till late September, and the Big Ten didn't start until late October. It was... The NFL was the constant, and once that goes away, you know, February and, and March, NCAA turning going to be mixed up. It's going to be a little bit weird, so...
5: Well, we'll start doing podcasts about documentaries and... <laughs> yes. uh, you know, just hot take theater
4: in general, Dan. Yeah, that sounds good. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. You can always tweet us at I want your flex. <whistles> Enjoy the divisional playoff rounds. Hope you have fantasy success, and we will talk to you in advance of championship weekend. Be well, everyone.
3: Your Valentine's Day shouldn't start with a Hail Mary. Don't wait until everyone's rushing the field for those last-minute gifts on February 14th. Be the MVP this Valentine's Day and go to proflowers.com to save 15% until February 14th with code CRUSH15 at checkout. See website for more details.
1: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.